You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Game two of three between the Padres and Rockies. Tyler Anderson will be taking the hill for the Rockies. Let's take it to the bottom of the third. Jordan Lyles facing Charlie Blackman at the plate. And it's hit to the left side. That's sinking down that left side. That's going to be a fair ball hit right on the chalk line. Lucroy's going to score. Blackman into second base. Line drive, left center field. Two more for the Rockies. Story makes it 5-0. This one is a moonshot into the second deck. Touch of all time for Cargo. Tyler Anderson is back on the hill for the Rockies. Five hitless innings so far. And Margot. It's a little warm burner out. He got a hustle. Throw to first. Not going to get him. Wow. First hit against Tyler Anderson. Crowd knows it. Here comes a pitch. Strike three called. Tyler Anderson with a terrific outing tonight. Bud Black and the Rockies come out way on top against the Padres on Saturday as they win 16 to nothing. Here's what Black had to say about the game. You know, I like the home run on the on the breaking ball. Uh, his last at bat, that was nice. Uh, you know, I think Charlie would probably like to have a couple at bats back. You know, he had a couple balls to second base, and but I thought he had some good swings. Um, you know, so you know, we had a lot of guys with some good swings, and we had three pitchers throw the ball extremely well to throw a three-hit shutout. I think that was probably the thing that stood out for me was the pitching. We threw a three-hit shutout. Yeah, you might let do a difficult decision with Tyler Anderson. I think that was that was probably going to that was going to be his last inning. If Margot did not get that, that was still going to be his last inning. What was he doing so well? Again, I think he he spotted the fastball well. Uh, the change was effective. Uh, I think as the game went on, uh, his little slider cutter uh, was effective into the right-handed hitters. And also he, he backdoored a couple on the outside part of the plate to him as well. So I thought it was a good mix. Uh, I think that was, you know, from uh, what I've seen on video and even the uh, of, of last year, Tyler Anderson, and uh, the game in Philadelphia was a, was a very good game for Tyler. Uh, that's more like he can pitch. For me. Buddy, what did you see on the hit by pitch there? <clears throat> DJ, you like seeing that fire? Well, yeah, I mean, it just, it, just the circumstances that led up to that, you know, a three-run homer in a very frustrating game probably for, for their pitchers, and then two balls inside that uh, just didn't look right. And, uh, you know, as far as DJ and his fire, uh, you know, I think I've said it before, it might not show outwardly at times. Uh, but man, it's in there. This guy, this guy competes and has a lot of intensity. He has a lot of fire. Yeah, Ed. But we, sorry, we didn't come accustomed. To <clears throat> great plays from Nolan. But how about that play in the top of the third, screened out by Tyler there, and making that great. Yeah, play. that was a great play. Called Tyler off. You guys probably didn't hear that, but uh, you know Tyler initially went over to make the play, and, and Nolan called him off. And you know, do or die play, bare hand. I mean, it was a great play, and we've seen that before. So. Uh, you know, not, I mean, for me, not surprising. 
It's what he does, and I, I don't ever uh, take that for granted because I know how difficult it is, but uh, when you see him do it, it becomes, uh, I don't want to say the norm, but it becomes the norm. I think so, Jack. I think that, uh, where did he finish, right in the low 70s? Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, he can. We can probably bump him up another, uh, you know, 15 pitches. That's sort of, you know, how you how you look at these things. And you know, this uh, this game tonight, uh, you know, it was he was very efficient. You know, he, there obviously, I think he just had a couple base runners. He picked one guy off. So, uh, you know, he wasn't stressed a lot, and we sort of built a lead for him. So. Uh, you know, there wasn't a lot of, you know, intense pitches per se, but I do like the fact that he got his pitch count into the 70s and his next start, uh, you know, we should feel comfortable with him going anywhere from 80 to, to 90 pitches for sure. Matt, I'm not sure if you're aware, but <coughs> Charlie set a record tonight. He surpassed Craig Biggio's 88 Yeah. And no one in the game first third baseman ever to have 125 Yeah. Yeah. Well, well, I. Well, I think that uh, yeah, these two guys have shown that uh, they are MVP candidates in the National League. Uh, you know the you know what they're doing, uh, just in an all-around game for me. Uh, you know shows that you know they're two of the top players in the league. You know Charlie's been doing it all year, and I, you know I'm very happy for him that he surpassed uh, a Hall of Fame player. And Nolan, uh, that's quite an accomplishment. You know, three years in a row, 125. That's you're, I mean, you're talking real numbers. I mean, that's real good stuff. So, I know that those guys, uh, on their mind, is uh, is about the Rockies winning games. I mean, those uh, <clears throat> individual compliments uh, are are great. But I'm sure if you ask those guys, uh, uh, they'll uh, they'll deflect uh, those things to uh, you know what the team has going on. That was the largest margin victory in a shutout franchise history, topping a game ten years ago. Uh, yes. <laughs> a good game for Tyler Anderson. Six innings, no runs on two hits with three strikeouts. He improves to five and five. Here's what he had to say about the game. I feel a lot better than I was early on, so uh, building that strength up has been a whole, whole process with our strength staff here and training staff, and so uh, we're in a good spot right now. How do you think this positions you and the team moving forward as far as, you know, just an additional resource, initial tool here as you head towards the end of the season? You know, I think it's just a, uh, a thing for versatility, you know. I uh, started a game here, came out of the pen. Same thing with Freeland. Obviously had some great starts, came out of the pen tonight. Hoffman, same thing. So uh, it just shows that Buddy's confident in using any of us in any situation. So, I mean, that's, I think it's a good thing. Did you feel ready for such a good outing? Did you need to kind of almost prove it to yourself a little bit at this point? Uh, not really. I mean, the same same thought process as last time. Just go out and worry about executing pitches. You know, that's all it really is. So uh, whether it's out of the pen or starting, it's all going to be the same thing. Just try to execute 50 or 30 or 100 or whatever you can do. You can't score the innings out of out of the gate coming out. You can't really ask for much more after being after that long of a layoff. How does that make you? You know, it's just it's just good to go in a couple games that we we really need to win, and both times we came out on top. So. Uh, in the situation we're in right now as a team, I think that's the most important part. Did you consider that maybe you had no-hit stuff or even think about a no-hitter? Uh, not really, no. I mean, we were scoring a lot of runs, so I was just trying to keep us in the game and keep going so that we can hopefully lock down a W. What worked well in particular? Uh, just throwing strikes or quality strikes. Staying out of the middle of the plate was a big thing. You know, they took some good swings, so um, the balls that were in the middle, they hit pretty hard. 
Charlie Blackman goes two for four with a home run and four RBIs. Here's what he had to say about the game. That's pretty good. That, that means we're doing a good job offensively. Um, Luke Roy's doing a good job. Our pitchers, uh, really good bunt, you know, doing a good job situationally, and there's there's got to be on guys on base or I can't drive anybody in. Um, hits from Tapia, uh, Amarista, as well as the big hit from Valleca. Having those guys come off the bench and do that, what does that mean? Right, those are really good players. Uh, those guys are adding a lot to our team. Um, they can do a lot. They can play defense. They can hit, run, power. Uh, I mean, those guys can really play, so they make us better. And Tyler Anderson, what a start for him. Six innings pitch, two hits, no runs allowed. Really good to have him back. Um, you know, he's had two outings now since coming back from the DL, and they've both been stellar, uh, and I expect more from him. Sunday, John Gray will take the hill for the Rockies. Hey, Rob Bradford here. You guys know I'm always up for a good MVP story, and one of the best stories is Wasabi Technology. Wasabi is the world's hottest cloud storage company, and it's become the go-to provider for professional and collegiate sports teams, including 20 major league baseball teams like the Red Sox and NHL teams like the Bruins and Vancouver Canucks. Even the Liverpool Football Club is getting in on the Wasabi action. So why is Wasabi the MVP? Well, Wasabi was purpose-built to free businesses from skyrocketing storage costs and unpredictable transaction fees that the Amazons of the world are charging. In fact, Wasabi is up to 80% less than those hyperscalers and doesn't charge a cent for businesses to access their data. From Wasabi's AI-enabled intelligent media storage, Wasabi Air, to the industry's only cloud storage service with triple protection against cyber criminals, data deletion, and ransomware, Wasabi's taking the lead in driving innovation in data storage and helping sports teams to unleash the power of their data. Wasabi, another Boston-based championship team.